everyone. Here we are. Week one of the NFL season has officially begun. Podcast is a little bit uh, late, but we are just getting it started. This is episode three of the Boss League podcast. I got Ruben with me today. Everything is good. Ready to get the league going. So some... uh... Some technical difficulties uh, with the first with the draft here. Um, so I definitely want to apologize to everybody for that. Um, but you don't have to apologize. I mean, I need to apologize. It, That's on me. It was a mistake. <laughs> Shit happens. It's fine. You know, like last year, I had that little thing where we we uh, we made a move and then it messed up the the draft. But I mean, some of that was you know, small mistakes, but then some of it was it was like Yahoo just super restrictive in something. So I'm kinda of, we made the move to sleeper. Now we got sleeper on both leagues. Um yeah. we also got uh, a new league member. I don't know if you want to talk about that. Uh yeah definitely um we have we have uh Chris. Oh yeah that's and right Chris we have... All right forgot and we have cap so both of them have making moves and uh in the respectively so should be some good energy to bring in for the season yeah cap is already getting started strong when at orlando had a whole this battle it seemed it felt like it was eminem versus mgk up in there i had to meet the chat man <laughs> it was a bit too much <laughs> you was instigating shit i'm just gonna let you know you was I don't know what the question. I I don't even know why the, the trade was even that question. It is not lopsided. So it honestly didn't seem that that crazy to me. I felt like Orlando was just making a big deal, uh, for some reason. But it is what it is. That's part of the fun of being in this league. Um, so what we'll do, since it's going into week one, um, you know, we'll have some uh, moving forward. What we tended to do last year was. Ruben was the king of the uh, the reviews, so yes, we'll move yes. those uh, onto the podcast. So next week the reviews will start. This week we got Jason doing some previews for us. Uh, it's going to be a little bit, uh, just a little bit off, just because we did have one game yesterday, but uh, not too many players played really. I mean Julio Jones, uh, Devontae Freeman, right? I can't really think of anybody else. That and then Matt Ryan. Jay Ajay, probably the notable. Yeah, Jay Ajay. So. Uh, Matt Ryan was on the bench for a lot of teams I saw, so I, I don't think uh, yeah. his points count that much. But yeah, so moving forward, um, we'll try to have the previews uh, on the same on the same episode as the the reviews, just to keep it consistent. And then uh, we'll talk about you know whatever's going on in the league. Maybe a couple weeks we'll have uh, a different league member join us just to uh, talk with them, see what's going on. But for this episode, what we'll do is just go through the drafts and uh, kind of see things that we want to point out uh, that jump out to us and who, who we think uh, individually uh, had the best draft. We can't vote for ourselves, though. That's can't do that. Mm. All right. I'll vote for you. All right. I'll vote for myself, too. Um, <laughs> so how about let's start with Dynasty and then let's go ahead and just take a look. Do you have... Any particular, any particular draft picks that jump out at you, or whether good or bad or indifferent, whatever you want to say. Um, I don't, I don't know if this, I know this is dynasty we're talking about, but just overall the 
drafting of Aaron Rodgers. Like he's close to being like a first round. Like by next year, I feel he's going to be drafted in the first round, and it's not going to be questioned. <laughs> um, so shouts out to Justin for drafting Aaron Rodgers, his favorite person in, in life. Yeah. So in the second round. I mean, Dynasty. Yeah, we'll start with Dynasty, but he loves himself some Aaron Rodgers, and I. I, I mean, I, I'm not going to give away my draft strategy or my league strategy, fantasy draft strategy, whatever you want to call it. But I feel like a second rounder for a quarterback is just too – it's just too – it's yeah. it's a reach for me because you could – like quarterback play, you do have, you know, Aaron Rodgers up there, Tom Brady, probably Deshaun Watson this year. But, like, the difference between them and, you know, anyone after that, I feel like it's not that big of a disparity – Drew Brees went in the seventh round. Like, Russell Wilson went in the sixth. Like, you can wait a lot later and be fine, especially for a dynasty. Yeah. Um, but, hey, maybe his goal is just to win for this year and he'll worry about the future later. But Yeah, maybe he's know, looking at a rookie quarterback he's going to bring in next year or something. I mean, I don't think, I mean, he'll I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to be retiring, you know, within the next three, four years. But nah. I, he, he's not going to get – he's not going to get, you know, progressively better every single year moving forward. He's already at the top of the game, so he's going to naturally decline. I would have gone with Russell Wilson, Carson Wentz maybe. Um, even Garoppolo, I think, is a better pick. But yeah. Better value. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just, You're going yeah. for a fifth rounder for someone that probably is going to be better, uh, even better this year than last, and then even better the following year. So, but hey, that's his team. That's his dynasty squad. It is, you know, that's who it is. I picked up Kirk Cousins. I think he's gonna be. I don't think he's gonna light up the world, but I think he, with that offense that he has, Diggs, uh, you know, who had a, a pretty good year last year. I think uh, in Adam uh, Thielen. I think that's how you pronounce it. Yeah. He uh, he has a good squad this year, so I think I think he's gonna I think he's gonna be good enough for, for the round that I picked him. I, I think he's gonna be a good value. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's definitely good. Um, and who else do you think had an overall, overall decent draft? Or I guess we should say who who you think had the least uh, productive draft overall. Um, I think in Dynasty, I think Ander had the the not the worst. I'm not gonna call it the worst draft because I don't think it was bad. But I think overall, I think he had the lesser draft of everybody. I just don't agree with, like, he did pick up Tyreek Hill, but Chris Hogan and Wolf Fuller, I don't feel like are great starting wide receivers. Um, again, this is just a draft, so trades may have happened after this. But I think he has pretty strong running backs and very weak wide receivers with not much balance there. And I, I don't believe in luck, to be honest with you. I don't think he's going to be anything close to what he was before. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that luck is probably his favorite person, too. So. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, true. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he got Evan nah. Ingram, though, who I think, honestly, I got him super close to the top, like in terms of tight ends that I think are going to make an impact this year. Yeah, I think so too. I think I think you know, with it being his second year, I'll probably within 
maybe his third, fourth year, he'll probably be looked at as like Travis Kelsey, Greg Olson, as like one of their as their top seasons. I don't think he's gonna get to like the Gronkowski level or even Jimmy Graham at Graham at his peak, but I think he'll he'll be in the probably the top five of tight ends going forward. Yeah, for sure. Now one thing I wanna ask you because and this is more of a Giants question, but Giants have, you know, Evan Ingram, they got Barkley they got OBJ, like they got three. I mean, we're going to assume all of them are, are just really great this season, right? How do you think they're going to run that offense to make sure that they get as many people involved? Because I feel like OBJ is going to be the top, uh, you know, he, he's going to be the person they look to the most, but you know that they're going to want to give Barkley maybe 15, eight, 15 to 18 carries a game. And then you got to involve Ingram somehow. So it's like they have so much talent at all these positions. How do you think they're going to, like, spread the ball around enough to make everybody happy? Um, well, I think I think balance is going to be key. We, you know, we're, we don't want to get um, OBJ 12 targets a game. Like, that's just OD. Um, and then all, if we have at least a decent run game, OBJ can take a slant to the house. Like, yeah. He's, he's that good in the open field. Um, I think Ingram's going to be best suited as a red zone target. Um, that's just my guess. Um, with people keying in on OBJ. And we still got Sterling Shepard, who is a very, very good receiver um, in the slot. So, yeah, I think I think just having balance, I think everyone will understand balance will be the best for the team. I don't want Eli dropping back, throwing 30 times a game. <laughs> he's going to probably have 30 interceptions in the season if he's doing that. So, yeah, um, I think balance will be key, and it'll, it'll be a productive offense. And I think I think OBJ and Barkley, like, I think they complement each other very well because you're not going to be able to really blitz a lot if you have Beckham on the, on the field, and you're not going to really be able to stack the box either because – then if you stack the box, like, they're just going to throw it to Beckham, right? So it's like they complement their games so much that I think it's going to help them out. Um, I just think when you have that many players that are, like, high-tier talent, it's probably a little bit tough to really, like, make sure that everybody stays involved and engaged and all that stuff. So uh, I think that'll be a challenge, but I think that's a good problem to have for the Giants. Yeah. And it could be just a week-to-week thing. Yeah. One week will be OBJ, one week will be Ingram, one week will be Barkley. Yeah, like I think this week, probably Barkley's going to get the majority of the carries because you've got Ramsey on uh, Beckham who, um, I mean, I'm not going to say anybody can stop Beckham, but you can slow him down a little bit. Um, So I think, yeah, like you said, week-to-week, depending on matchups, they'll move it around. And then there's some weeks where OBJ is going to have 13, 14 carries and you're going to give it to Barkley, you know, 12 to 15 times as well. So it's going to depend. Um, who do you think had the – well, we went with Ender for the for the least best draft. Who do you think had the best draft? Best draft uh, as far as Dynasty is concerned? Honestly, it, it's hard to go against Jason. Like, um, just overall, he's got Cook. He's got McCaffrey. Thielen in the fifth, Hunter Henry, unfortunately, but uh, that would have been a good pick, but you know, prior to the injury. Yeah. But he's up the he did got, he got Nanjoku. Yeah, Nanjoku is good. So he's and still Trey Burton. 
Yeah. Um, I, I honestly, I, I would, I'd have to agree. I would have to say it would be Jason. Um, I, I think he justifies value from for each of his picks. So I'd probably lean that way. I, I tend to agree. The only thing is, um, and I'm, I'm gonna guess he 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 made a move to get someone else. Oh, he did. Okay, so he got Deshaun Watson. So yeah, yeah he he's definitely set up. I I saw that he only drafted Lamar Jackson, and I was like, huh? Mm-hmm. But he he got Deshaun. So I think um, for dynasty, strictly dynasty, which is like for me, like yeah, you're set up now. But for me, the goal for dynasty is to make sure that you're set up for years to come. I think he has a good mixture of players that can make an impact now and then rookies who will be able to make an impact. Exactly. Uh, you know, in two, three years. Uh, and, and to be honest, that's kind of what I went for. Like for me, I picked up, you know, Cortland Sutton, who I think once, mm-hmm. um, you know, once the, the wide receiver core kind of gets out from Denver, he's going to be their number one option. I picked up uh, Calvin Ridley, who I think, is is really good. That's I mean, another one too. Yeah, he didn't play that great yesterday, but I think like he showed good. Th- he showed good things. So I that's what I went for is a receiving core that in a couple of years is going to be great. So I don't have to rely too much on you know picking up mm-hmm. veteran receivers or whatever. Um, what 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 do you do? You try to stack it up for like current year and then maybe next year, or do you look more long term? I tried. I tried to do a little bit of staying strictly competitive for the, the current year and try to balance it out. So, I mean, my final team. I've got Carryon Johnson uh, from Detroit, which I think is their best running back, but for some reason Detroit just doesn't have him on the field. Yeah. Um, Royce Freeman, uh, as well, and then just as far as like young rookie players, and then still for this upcoming season, I've got. I've got Cam as my quarterback, and I have Patrick Mahomes as my backup. So I, I think um, a lot of good reviews for Mahomes going forward. And then I've got Kamara and Collins yeah. in the backfield. Um, so I think just balancing good, productive players and then trying to project new talent. So I, I think I've got a good balance, and hopefully I'll be competitive because last year was a little bit terrible for me. <laughs> No, I th- I think you do, especially like your wide receiver core. I feel like they're they're probably players that are going to make an immediate impact, but they're also young, so you're catching them really early, which is probably going to be their most productive years, like the next three years. Um, and then you have good wide receiving core. You know, AJ Green, Mike Evans, uh, Josh Gordon, if if he's actually. Um, you know, productive and sustainable, like throughout the entire season. I think that's a solid, solid core. Uh, I think also one thing I just want to mention is um, Jill's team. Like the girl has Antonio Brown, Julio Jones, like Jordy Nelson, who probably isn't going to get like, he's not going to get more um, catches than Amari Cooper, but he's going to, you know, he's going to probably get a couple catches a game. Uh, and then Zach Ertz, who I think is one of the top tight ends. So I think she's she's up there next to Jason, I think. But she's definitely more win now than balance, right? Yeah, I would say so as well. Yeah. Um, I, I think 
and I, I just got touching on the point on uh, Jordy Nelson. I think he's going to be like more. I think he's going to transition to being a, a more of a possession receiver. Okay. Just uh, as he's getting older, and I think that'll be good for for Derek Carr. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then I think that'll just improve Amari Cooper's uh, big playability going forward. Um, going down the field, so I think she, I think she has a good balance with her right receiver. She's got, I guess you said, uh, Antonio Brown and Julio Jones, and good possession receiver and Jordy Nelson, and then she still has Larry Fitzgerald. So still good pieces to definitely compete for now. Um, but yeah, her future or long term output is not really there. She's got Baker Mayfield, um, and then we'll, we'll see how Jay Ajayi does going forward for the Eagles. But yeah, definitely a win now type team yeah for sure and i think picking rookies is really where um like this initial draft was important but picking rookies uh is where you're really gonna shine in dynasty because Mm -hmm. this is your team long term you know what i'm saying like this is who you're going with really the only people that you're going to be picking up in subsequent years is rookies so you need to make sure that you pick rookies that are going to complement the team that you have Uh, So, um, overall, I don't think there's any, like I said, I I only think Ander had the least best team, but I don't think he has a bad team. So, I don't think anybody necessarily has a bad team. It's just going to depend on the moves that they, you know, the moves that they do uh, over the course of the season. And then, of course, uh, next year in the drafts. Yeah. So, uh, let's move on to our main league, which is a keeper league. Um. We usually do three keepers per year. Uh, you can keep as many keepers as you want. And then you can keep that player three times straight. So basically, basically you have them for four years, if I'm doing the math correctly. Uh, yep. So that's that's the way we have it set up. And, I mean, the league has been running eight years, I think. I, th- yeah, I believe eight so. years or nine. But, I mean, we've had a majority of the same players over those eight years, uh, a couple of new people. But honestly, like right now, I think it's probably the most competitive group that we've ever had um, because I think maybe even the only person that doesn't really speak all that much is Elliot and um, Chris. But other than that, they're still super active when picking up players and, and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. So they're yeah, we may not hear from them, but definitely they they definitely make their moves. So um I like to see that we have, you know, a lot of active active participants for the league. It makes it it, it is it, it, it makes it, you know, that more valuable, at least in my opinion. Um so I think Chris and and Cap have been a good addition to the league. So I'm excited to see how everything plays out going forward. Um we had a rough draft. Um <laughs> Transitioning from Yahoo to Sleeper um, at the last minute, yeah. But I think for the most part, everyone uh, came out with a successful draft, even with this last minute change uh, with the hiccups. Yeah, I think. Uh, I think to be honest with you, I was impressed how quickly it was we were able to do it. But uh, I think maybe barring one or two small hiccups, uh, I think it was it was a success, and I think. To be honest with you, like I do think long term this move was a good move just because I do like some of the things Sleeper does, like multi team trades, uh, I think is, is an awesome thing. So um, there are situations where you may want to make a move and bring in a third person to maybe offload a pick 
or something like that helps complete the trade. Uh, so that that is a cool thing that I like that Sleeper does is, is allowing multi-team trades. Um, and then, of course, having access to the league the whole year, which Yahoo doesn't let us do, I think is another good thing. More so for Dynasty, but it's still good for Keeper um, to have, you know, that being able to log in, take a look at your team uh, and do all that stuff, I think is a good thing to have. Yeah, I think the the additional additional pieces that Sleeper gives us, just in the event of I mean, any hiccups that may arrive, definitely yeah. gives us more access as a, in, for commissionability. So, oh, for um, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like even just being able to replace someone, like replace a pick really quickly, um, maybe it's a, a mistake or whatever, or even you know going back a pick, uh, trading mm-hmm. a pick. You can even trade picks while the draft is going on. So, yep. so that's all. Like I think. Uh, right now, people probably were used to Yahoo just because that's what we were on. But I think as a fantasy platform, I feel like Sleeper is going to eclipse what Yahoo is and probably other mm-hmm. platforms as well because they're constantly updating this thing. Like every single time I go in, it's a new update and it's new features that they're adding. So um, I think it was good. So, I mean, I don't know if you want to touch on that anymore, but if not, we could just jump into the draft. Oh, yeah. Um, and definitely. And uh, just looking over every time I log in, it says, you know, ditch ESPN, ditch Yahoo, <laughs> you know, so. Yeah, I mean, to be to be honest, we were not looking to move to sleeper uh, at, you know, at this time. But it just at that moment, if we wanted to make sure that as many people were around for the draft, it just made sense to just move it. And, you know, our dynasty was already there. So it just made more sense to keep everything under one platform because I think that was another problem with dynasty was we always had it on a different platform. So some people wouldn't, they would forget to check or it, it didn't have like ease of access to it. So I think now maybe that might be better. That's just my assumption, I guess. Yeah, probably so. Um, and then also for the league, um, I don't know if we just touched on Sarge, who you felt had the overall best draft. Yeah, yeah. What what who uh on the main league, who do you think had the best draft? Uh I know you said we can't vote for ourselves. Um so I'm excluding my stellar, stellar <laughs> team. Um it's kinda hard to choose because just balancing out the different keepers, um I honestly can't can't really choose to see anyone better than my team, but I would probably have to go with based on keeper value. Uh, Jason's head's probably going to explode, but I, I gave him props in the last for the dynasty. But um, having Cook and Gurley as his keepers, uh, he still was able to add Mark Ingram, which is going to be like the handcuff for me and Kamara, and then. Um, I think him getting Kenny Stills, I think that's going to end up being the, the top receiver for Miami, getting him mm-hmm. in the ninth round. And then he So you think you think Kenny Stills is going to have a better year than Danny Amendola? Yes, because I think last year was the first time I would say Danny, Danny Amendola had a fully healthy year. Yeah, probably. Just, just trending, uh, you know, uh, just going – as to what's happened more frequently in history as opposed to what he recently did. So 
um, I think overall he's going to be a good pickup for Jason. So you got Jason in both leagues. Is there some money being exchanged at the hands? No, 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 not at all. I mean, like I said, I can't pick myself. Um, okay. I, I, I'm going to put my team up against anybody, but I think okay. overall he's going to be set, just based on, especially off of his keepers. Nah, he does have he does have great keepers. So for me, I do like Jason's team, but um, like really just looking at the board for like round by round for the first time, probably I. I really like George's team. Like, I think George has, I mean, he has Elliott, Devontae Adams, who's going to be the number one receiver in Green Bay, Brandon Cooks, number one receiver with the Rams, um, Kenyon Drake, he's going to get carries, you know, that's pretty much how it is. I mean, he has Marlon Mack, uh, Ronald Jones, Calvin Ridley, may become better throughout the season. Uh, and then he has Wentz coming back and then Luck starting right at the get-go. So, I I really like – I think he has a strong team. Um, that's probably who I would go with, to be honest with you. Okay. All right. I see your point of view on that. Um, like, I, I do like your squad because you. I think you have a good balance, uh, running back and, and a wide receiver. I think your running backs are a little bit better than your wide receivers. Um, like, Goodwin, good pickup. I think he's going to do well. Sanders, I think, I mean, he's probably, what, number one right now in Denver. Uh, I don't think Demarius Thomas is the same player he used to be. Um, but I, th- I think it just slips a little bit on the wide receivers, whereas your running backs are really strong. Yeah, I, I think I think that's probably the best part of my, my team is the running backs. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm just hoping that we stay healthy. And I actually had to draft a uh, – the Dallas quarterback. I'm not a fan of Dallas, but just went what was the best available at the time. Yeah. So I hope Prescott can have a decent season and got to carry over. Yeah, I think he's going to have a good season, especially um, having Ezekiel Elliott there from the start. I think he's going to help him um, because when he had his his rookie season, that was um, Elliott's, you know, basically Elliott killed it and so did Dak, but they basically complemented each other. So I think having that connection is, is going to be strong for them. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I think for me that George is the pick. In terms of, like, worst draft, I'm not going to say I had the worst draft, but I didn't, I didn't have the best draft. Like, I have, I have mm. really good – I have pretty good, you know, I have Beckham and Hopkins, I think, one of what top two of the top five wide receivers in the game. I think you would agree. Yeah. Uh, Fournette, who's probably one of the top running backs, but I honestly forgot that I didn't have a sixth, seventh and eighth round pick. So, Oh yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. You didn't pick forever, man. Yeah. So like I already was not picking the first three rounds. I picked Brady because I knew I wasn't going to have a draft pick in those three subsequent rounds so i was like if, if i wait to the ninth i'm probably knowing this league i'm not gonna have a quarterback <laughs> so i was like i'll just pick brady uh it is what it is then i picked up uh peyton barber who i think is, is a good long term if, if it comes down to it um running back yeah but i think those those three rounds kind of hurt me a little bit i tried to bring it back with uh, a couple players at the end but I, i'm hoping with moves throughout the season and those three keepers at the top, I, I, 
I think it'll be fine, but I definitely got to make some waiver wire moves. Yeah, and, that, and that's I think that's one of the main parts of having a successful season is your waiver wires because you can draft anyone who you want. They can get injured by week two, and then you got to figure out yeah, how exactly. to adjust on the fly. So you can um, have the best team in the world, but one injury is going to kill your team. It, it, exactly. you know, if if I mean Beckham, I traded for him mid-season, thinking he was going to get me into the playoffs. He got hurt. And that was basically my receiving core all gone because, I mean, at that point, all I had was Hopkins. And he wasn't going to carry it, you know, with Deshaun Watson out. So one injury could mess up your whole squad, Uh, especially if you're, like, depending on those specific players, then you're kind of, you know, you're kind of left scrambling a little bit. So uh, I think I have a good mixture. I picked up a couple people, you know, in wire already just to – fill out the gaps a little bit, but um, it, it is going to be, it is like you said, it is all about making smart moves in the way we're wired. Um, and some of them you have to kind of uh, predict, you know, hey, this player is going to probably not be great matchup-wise in a couple weeks. Let me just pick up someone who may have decent matchups mm-hmm. for those couple weeks so uh, it'll kind of mask, you know, what I'm losing out on a little bit. Yeah, and um, and then actually, um, I don't know if you did you want to touch up on some of the uh, the matchups themselves. I, um, as yeah, far as... let's uh, we can go into uh, some of the matchups, sure. All right, and you want to do it for the main league? Yeah, this is the main league. All right, cool. All right, so let's take a look here. All right, so let's see. Um, you've got you've got George the first um, first matchup of the week. Yeah. So and it looks like he had a couple players play. He had only let's see, he had, he had a the kicker, yeah, and he didn't play Ridley. Good move on that. Not playing Ridley. Um, so yeah, you might just taking a look. You might have a chance to at least start off with a start off with the victory. I think it. it my, for me, I think the key is going to be does Odell Beckham have a great first game? Because if he has a great first game, I think that'll carry me. Uh, for this week, but if he has a not great game, I'm gonna need you know like Brady or Hopkins to have like an awesome game, basically to to kind of. Oh yeah, and then you're uh you're banking on Keelan Cole as your third receiver, so yeah, you definitely might need some help. Hey man, that's a starter for <laughs> Jacksonville, so gotta go with it, right? Yeah, I mean he, he he's gonna. He's got the, I guess, lock on getting to uh, wide receiver one for the team going forward. So Yeah. It's going to be interesting. I, I think for me what I try to do is week one, I go out with the best lineup that I think is possible for, for me. And then I adjust as I see. Like by the end of week one, I'll kind of know where everybody's going to be at in terms of like, all right, Terrence Williams is going to be starting for, uh, the, you know, the Chargers. So, he might be my, my my lineup more than Dante Moncrief or something like that. Like, I kind of need to see how they play before I can really make, like, educated roster moves. Because right now, everything is kind of based off projections. But, uh, who? okay, so who do you think um, – what do you think is the matchup of this week? All right, matchup of the week – Let's take a look at the line. So we've got Jason versus Jill. Yeah. 
Me versus Orlando. We got Chris versus Els. Me versus George. Ander versus Cap. Cap. And we've got Tristan versus Justin. Let's take a look here. You know, I'm going to say it's going to be me and Orlando. We've got the closest as close as projection wise as far as uh point spread is so I, I think it's gonna be between us two that's uh, that's exactly who I was gonna say like I think you guys um not not just based on like the win percentage or whatever but I think matchup wise I think you guys have um are close like Dak and Rogers may have a similar week because of their matchups um you got Barkley. And Kamara, who, I mean, this is the PPR league, so basically in this league they're kind of similar, right? Like, Barkley's going to get a lot of carries. Kamara's not going to get as many carries, but he's going to get a lot of catches, right? So mm-hmm. that's, I mean, that's another matchup that's kind of similar. So I think you and, and uh, Orlando are going to have a good matchup this week. That's who I would say would be matchup of the week. Um and you're not in the same division, so really it doesn't matter that much. It doesn't, but uh, I think just just bragging rights. Oh, of um, course, those I, are those I, are worth more than than anything in our league. To be honest with you, can never let uh, Orlando get a win because uh, <laughs> we'll we'll hear about it forever. Well, I think right now is who has the most wins at the end of the year, Cap or Orlando? Because that's going to be the the shit talk for the rest of the season. I think. Um, but yeah, I think that'll be the the best the best game, the game of the boss game of the week, <laughs> versus Orlando. All right, um, I'll, I'll I'll be sure to give it. I'll I'll be sure to give it a nice review, and I'm hope I hope uh I hope he doesn't take it uh you know too hard. <laughs> take the, the, take the loss. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I mean, come on, Orlando can't beat me. Come on, okay, he, okay. He, come on. He he picked uh he picked Aaron Rodgers in what the uh, second round. He did pick up the – yep, he did. Yeah, unbelievable. But uh, uh, we'll definitely see. So next week, Ruben's reviews start. Um, gonna, you're going to change it up this year? Anything you're going to do differently? Any uh, pizzazz you're trying to throw up on those reviews this year? Um, I don't know. I don't know if I want to do it in like a dramatic reading. Setting. Okay. Um, right. Or just like, you know, the, the poetry setting with the finger snaps in the background. I don't know, but <laughs> – I want to. I want to keep. I want to keep them uh, brief and fun, uh, cool. as I have for the previous seasons. So. All right. I know More they the were. Uh, they were a hit the the previous seasons. So, it, it is going to be good to see what changes you do for uh, them being on the podcast. Um, but yeah. So basically, that's all we have to do here uh, for this week. Kind of a uh, a brief overview of what's going on. Once the games really get started, we'll be able to kind of talk about uh, pickups and you know, how teams performed the week prior, get the reviews out, get previews for the next week out. Uh, and we'll just go along with this uh, week to week throughout the season for both leagues. Um, like I said, at the, at the start, we'll try to throw on maybe someone to uh, get get to know them, see what, how they started in fantasy, what they usually typically look for when drafting, things of that nature. Uh, and then we'll go. And I'm really thinking this will be one of the better years that we've had in a while. Um, and I'm looking forward to the season just to see how it progresses. Yeah, me too. Honestly, I- I'm really excited for this year. Um, 
just with the with the keeper rules changing that allowed some other players to be you know available for draft and upcoming some other players will drop as well um so i think the changes that we've made and the new people that we've added i think it's going to keep it competitive uh and and very very active throughout the whole season um so i'll be sure to see y'all during the uh championship week when i win again get out of here all right, so uh, what we're going to do at the end of this uh, episode is um, Jason's actually going to be throwing in some of his uh, previews, basically, kind yes. of uh, adjusted a little bit, but he'll be throwing in his previews. Uh, and then next week, we'll we'll try to have everyone on at the same time to uh, make sure that they're kind of throwing things together. Me and Rube can kind of chime in here and there, you know, let Jason know when he's wrong. And, uh, yeah, we'll go from there. Like I said, I think it's going to be a great season um, and definitely looking forward to it. And we'll see you guys next week for uh, episode four. All right. See you all then. All right. See you, everyone.